You are now listening to the Griot's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. The juxtaposition of all of it together is mwah, it's, it's chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. You wrong. <laughs> so you wrong. so wrong. Nah, nah. But and I, and I agree with Tahira. You're playing ball head games right now. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> by taking the stance that you took. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Dear Culture, the podcast for by and about black culture, the community, all things black, all black everything, as many rappers like to say on occasion. Uh, when some of them aren't mumbling tremendously. That was a shots fired for absolutely no reason. But you know what? Here at The Culture, that's what we do. We take shots for absolutely no reason. That's not what we're here to talk about today. Today, we're here to talk about something very black. Um, Something, I probably should have got an etymologist on here because my limited research did not turn up what I was really looking for. But we're going to talk about a colloquial black term. So my name is Panama Jackson, the host of Dear Culture, and I'm joined today by the Ill-Informed Homies, a podcast which I know, love, been a part of, am a part of. So I'm joined by Tahira Henderson, Jabri Griffin, and Corey Wilson. How are y'all doing? Great. Doing great. What up, Panama? Listen, when I decided that I was going to have a discussion about a what I believe is a common phrase in the black community, and we're going to find out, I was like, who... Who would be perfect to have this conversation with? And then I thought about some of my favorite people, my panel of black experts, black experts, who, when I have a very black question, you all are the people that I go to. I say, hey, black people, I have a question about black people. And that's what we're doing today. We're going to talk about the term ball-headed games. Before we jump into a heavy, I have a question for you. I have two questions to start this out with. Number one. Is it bald head or bald headed games? How do you all know this term? Jabri, let's start with you. Me with the ED, it's bald headed, but no. it's pronounced bald head. You know what I'm saying? You spell it bald headed, but you pronounce it bald head. These bald head games. Oh, we have dissent already. So, so the ED is silent. It, right, <laughs> exactly. But then why do we pronounce it light skinned? Why do we make the light skinned? Like, why do we put the? Why is the ED not silent on light skinned? Because we black. <laughs> Good point, player. Corey. You were gonna say something. Yeah, uh, I, I, no, no ED, man. That sounds too proper, man. You gotta speak in ebonics when you playing bald head games. It's bald head games. No bald headed. No, no correct English here. Bald headed. <laughs> no ED. To hear. What do you I think? I agree that it's written bald headed, but it's pronounced bald head. It's unapologetic, unabashed in your face no ed interesting yeah so i i when i was writing this down several times i actually got confused and i just used it both ways and it was very black my writing was very black in this sometimes i just put bald head without the ed sometimes i added it i confused myself is this a phrase you all grew up with i grew up with this phrase i don't know why i grew up with this phrase i don't know who the first person to say it was but did you all grow up with this phrase to hear i did not grow up with the phrase um i first became familiar with ball head games actually relatively recently i was introduced to ball head host stuff which i kind of believe is the predecessor to ball head games first it was ball head host stuff and then there became the more universally accepted ball head games in my opinion i don't know you grew up with it, it it's relatively new for me i have never heard ball head host stuff actually this is <laughs> you're literally uh-huh. introducing me to a new phrase okay. that is uh Either the originator or derivative of the phrase that I'm familiar with. 
Yeah, I think that speaks to the origins. Yeah, that does. It gets to the or wait. So, Corey, have you ever heard this term? I've heard the term, but it isn't a term that I grew up using or that I heard a lot of people use around me. But I feel like more recently, uh, I've I've heard the term the term more often. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't use it a lot. But like to hear it said, it, it's obviously originated with like from bald head hoes. Obviously, bald head hoes created bald head games. <laughs> Ballhead hoes play ballhead games. Okay. All right. We're off to the races. Jabri, <laughs> did you grow up with this term? I encountered it from time to time. It wasn't like a common thing that we said every day or that we heard every day. But from time to time, something rolls to the level of a ballhead game. Yeah. I um, I know I heard this term growing up. I've definitely been a part of my life as long as I can remember. But it wasn't like a frequent. Like, people weren't. Hopefully, you weren't around people playing ball head games enough to use it that frequently. Exactly. Mm -hmm. If you were, you had to make some changes in your life, uh, which should reduce your use of the term ball head games because then you don't need to say it. So it is actually a very situational and a functional term that hopefully is not does not need to be a part of your lexicon with your friend group or family. So... Yeah. Actually, as I think about it, I grew up with ballhead foolishness. Not necessarily ballhead games, but ballhead foolishness in my childhood. Not, not the, the. I feel like the embracing and the celebration of it um, is more of a recent phenomenon. But ballhead foolishness was what I grew up with. So it's adjacent. I definitely think the internet makes everything that was probably a little more fringe more popular. Like all of a sudden, people latch onto something, and then it shows up in memes and all that other stuff. But we, so we've kind of tangentially jumped into the origin story of this already, right? So I have literally spent upwards of seven to eight minutes trying to find out where <laughs> this term originated from. If you Google ballhead games, literally the first thing that pops up is Urban Dictionary, and there's like nothing else. Like there's maybe one other hit for ballhead games, but it's probably like bald head games kind of like it's not really specific. I have no idea where this came from. Um so my, my, my go-to whenever I don't know where something came from is to, to make up something, right? So I'm assuming this probably originated somewhere in the 1880s where uh, the 1880s? some people were, yeah, I'm, I'm giving it the 1880s where there was a, um, whatever the predecessor to spades was, somebody was playing a, a card game over some money and it was a bald head gentleman and, and somebody was messing around with his money and he was like, man, you bought, you playing ball head games because the guy couldn't think of a better comeback. And all of a sudden we had a phrase that traveled uh, somewhere from the Delta of Mississippi north to Harlem, where uh, it spread uh, like the plague after that and trickled down everywhere else. Because I think that's what happens with most culture. Um, but that's my origin story. Does anybody else have an origin story for ball head games that they can share that might be more accurate or perhaps more reasonable than mine? I've only got a theory. Okay. I like theories. Let's go. I think that it probably originated somewhere uh, around like boldface lie. Like, you know, like boldface lie is a more mainstream term. So I feel like we kind of took it. And y'all know there's few things that black people find funnier than wigs, weaves, and hair extensions. So I feel like, you know, once that wig is removed, that's when your lie is exposed. Okay. So, uh, you know, that's, that's where you got the ball-headed games coming in. That's what I think. Bro, that is profound. That was I think you might have actually, yeah. like, nailed that. <laughs> Honestly, that was profound. <laughs> Man. Uh, wait, anybody? What, what, Corey, what you got? 
Well, you know, um, Project Pat spoke of bald head scallywags in the chicken head song. And I'm sure whatever young lady inspired that probably also started playing bald head games. And uh, whoever that young lady in Memphis was that he was talking about is probably the originator of bald head games. Her name's probably Shaniqua. Um, so why are we throwing people named Shaniqua under the right. bus? It's, it's, what Shaniqua do to you? Seems like she Not probably bad. started the bald head games. Okay. Good old Corey. To hear what you got. What is your your theory? Do you have a, a yeah? So you know, bald head host stuff is where you think this started I from. Do. So where did that come from? So I think that you know, as part of the kind of uh, black women taking the helm. Uh, cultural phenomenon, hot girl summer, unapologetic, be bold, be who you are. That's where ball headed host stuff came in. And just like hot girl summer, where people wanted to mainstream culture, wanted to make it fitness girl summer, business summer, they kind of watered it down to make it more socially acceptable. Ball head games is something that universally, like everyone does it around the world, we just happen to do it better. <laughs> Our cultural buy-in makes it more in, more funny, more appealing it just it just makes it better we we play ball-headed games better than everyone else although everyone else plays it um i like the pattern of urban migration um, <laughs> following ball-headed games around the 1800s um as opposed to corey shaniqua i would say i've known all of you through several hair phases and you all have become your truest selves in your ball-headed state so I, <laughs> I feel like the emergence of Panama became a bald-headed man. I would say that embracing your truest self is you in your bald-headed state. Okay. Thank you for the shots fired unnecessarily. I didn't take a shot at Shaniqua. Corey did, but you know, hey. I would say it's love. It was. You mentioned the cultural buy-in. Because one of my questions is, is this a black thing? And you said that this is a bald-head games are for everybody. But black people do it better than other people. Please tell me more about this cultural buy. Let's dip into our anthropological bag here. Let's talk about the cultural buy-in of ball-headed games. Why are we so dedicated to being so good at things that everybody can agree is negative? And we, you know, the funny thing is we haven't even defined this yet. But I'm pretty sure we can all agree contextually that ball-headed games are negative. So let's do this real quick. I, let's define it before we get to the cultural buy-in part because I think that's important. I'm going to tell you my definition of a ball-headed game. I think I nailed this. It's activities that have a negative impact on my money or my time. Those are ball-headed games to me. Okay. Yeah. That's, I'm with that. I think it has a couple additional factors. I think that it's something where you know that it's wrong. You know that there's wrongdoing. If you're playing a ball-headed game, then you know that you are wrong. You know, you're daring somebody to call you out. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, think Shaggy, it wasn't me. <laughs> right? Right? That's a ball He's head playing game. ball head games? Everybody know it was him. He know it was him. He's mm. probably on tape, but he gonna tell you anyway, <laughs> it wasn't me. That's a ball head game. I like that one. So, yeah, yeah. I would agree. Listen, we got some examples coming later. So let's, that, that's awesome already. You already go down there. All right, all right, to hear what you got. I would say it's games where you should be ashamed, like you ought to be ashamed of yourself, but you're not. The initiator of the ball headed game is so completely unashamed, unabashed, unapologetic in their foolishness that everyone can appreciate, even though you know that the action is wrong and you may not agree with the action, you will appreciate the style and the flair of really not caring at all. That's where the buy-in comes in, the appreciation for the level of foolishness and the style and panache 
in which that is applied. Okay. I like that. Use the word panache. That, that <laughs> always levels things up when we're discussing cultural phraseologies and things like that. I'm all in. Corey. Yeah, I would think of ball head games as just like um, people just, you know, having, you know, the audacity just to, uh, you know, be be upfront with foolishness um, and trying to get over on someone. Like really like trying to get over on someone. I think that's like uh, kind of what, what ball head games is. That's what I would describe it. I agree. I do think foolishness is the cornerstone of playing a ball head game. Like you are engaging full stop in some absolute nonsense some foolishness that nobody asked for nobody wanted but you decide to bring it anyway because that's just that's just what you decide to do then which is why i said earlier you try to minimize the amount of times you have to say ball head games because if you're messing around people who play ball head games and your life is completely inundated with foolishness and thus you are probably not maximizing your ability to make money or or live a peaceful life uh Ball head game players are not peaceful people. So back to the cultural buy-in, though. Why are we better at ball head games than everybody else? You said this to here. Please elaborate. Like, I think Black Twitter is a perfect example. Like, Twitter is an international platform. Everyone uses it. But when something happens and we all latch on and either add our own stories of, you know, being able to relate or just the jokes, that we just happen to be funnier. We happen to be, it's part of our culture, it's part of the snap culture. It's something ingrained in us to latch on and add. It's like a school of fish. There's one fool, and then everyone jumps in on the foolishness and makes it a much bigger living organism that is fluid. It's a cultural phenomenon, and we just, we're the best. So I have a question based on that, and I'm curious about you all's opinion about uh, what she just said too, but so you remember like it was a couple, well, okay, are ball head games negative or can ball head games just be fun so for instance when when you remember a couple years ago on twitter when people started like recreating um like black phds but like using stuff like chicken heads right like uh project patch chicken heads discovery and experience in the area of scallywagonness or something like that right turning these ridiculous things into phd sounding theses and stuff like that dissertations whatever is are those ball headed games like can ball head games be fun are we all playing ball head games when we do this i, I, I feel like yeah. ball head games have to be negative i don't you already said that ball headed games take away from your time and your money yeah but i said that but <laughs> everybody's definition didn't didn't imply the negativity necessarily it implied foolishness which is not always a bad thing Mine would, I use negative in mine because I'm thinking it takes away from my time and my money, but I'm not viewing it in the larger scope of, like whenever, if I say you playing ball head games, I'm usually mad at you, right? Like I'm usually annoyed by something, but could we be having fun when we're playing ball head games if we're doing it as a community is I guess my question. I think so. I find foolishness quite entertaining. So um, I could find ball head foolishness uh, entertaining. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be a negative, not everything in this. It could be a positive. Yeah, we have a great time with it. That goes back to the cultural buy-in question that you just asked. You know, coming up with the term, ball-headed games, that's a good time. You know, we come up with terms that are a good time. You know, we, we set trends on Twitter like you guys both brought up. You know, the, the PhD things, the, you know, black Twitter is famous. Black Twitter is famous. So, you know, we know how to have a good time. We know how to make uh, lemonade out of lemons. I would say maybe the originator lost time and money. 
like somebody might have lost time and money in the process, but everyone latching on to it, they, it's no loss for them. They're having a good time laughing at the original loss. And that's what makes it a game for us all. For instance, like legs and hips and body. That's universally bad. It was some foolishness to sit in the studio, invested studio time for that terrible song. But the jokes and the memes that have come from it are a really good time. Like it's been years for them to see any kind of benefit for it. Uh, true. I mean, but now the benefit exists, right? Because all of a sudden everybody's paying attention to this thing again. And now you get, you know, so this is so interesting to me, like, because I've always viewed it as a negative thing, but now that it's possibly could be negative too, but it could just be foolishness that we all engage in. Like, could you walk in somebody's house that y'all interested in some ball head games? And then we all like, yeah, let's do that. I don't think you could do that. Like, I don't think you would all be like, yeah, let's do that. I don't think, I, I guess maybe you gotta, maybe you start with something and somebody's like, yo, this feels like ball head games, y'all. And then we're all like, yeah, but we're having fun. So this is cool. I don't know. I need more. I need to understand this. I, I still think it's negative, man. I, I think basically you could walk in on, on your homies and they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing. And then, then you might, then you might be like, you know, this is a ball head game. Uh, I'm trying to think of an example off the top of my head. I don't have one because you guys are good guys and I don't really catch you playing ball-headed games too often. Um, but, you know, I think that generally it's a it's a bad thing. You don't want to have somebody call you off for playing ball-headed games. Yeah, I, I that's how I view it. But I really am in really enjoying and loving this whole idea of the foolishness of ball-head games being something we can all engage in together as a community. But... I do think it has to be kind of an after the fact thing too. Like you can't start out saying, man, let's play some ball head games because that's like, let's go rob somebody. Like that's a ball. Robbing is a ball head game. I think like that's you playing ball. head. you know what? Maybe the people who are robbing are not playing ball head games, but asking you to play, asking you to rob it with rob with them. You have like, yo, you trying to play ball head games right now, bro. I ain't with that. I'm about to leave. I'm going elsewhere. Um, this is, this is fascinating. I love this. I love the, the, the vastness of blackness in all of its forms. We're going to take a quick break here, Dear Culture, and then we're going to come back and discuss uh, a couple examples of ball head games. And eventually we're going to get to some black accommodations, some black fashions. we got a lot of black people here, so there should be a lot of blackness on display. Um, stay tuned right here on Dear Culture. The Griot Black Podcast Network is here. Everything you've been waiting for. Black culture amplified. Find your voice on the Black Podcast Network. Listen today on the Griot Mobile app and tune in everywhere great podcasts are heard. We're back here on Dear Culture. We're talking ball head games with the ill-informed homies, Tahira, Jabri, and Corey, my panel of Blexperts, Black experts, and that first segment illustrated exactly why you all are black experts we broke down we use words like panache um i'm sure i used the word etymology somewhere in there uh chicken head popped up like shaggy made an appearance like literally there's the 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 blackness is on display and it is what i love most about about the culture uh we are going to talk now about some examples i i asked everybody to show up with some examples of ball-headed games um, I'm going to start. I'm going to show you where I'm coming from because my definition was uh, activities that have a negative impact on my money or my time. So here are two distinct examples of ball-headed games from my perspective. Feel free to weigh in once I share them. Um, on Kanye's second album, Late Registration, he has a song called Late. 
in this song, he has a lyric that says, I'll be there in five minutes. Five hours later, I'll be there in five minutes. Yo, I'll be there in five minutes. Five hours later, I'll be there in five minutes. Go ahead, ride with it. I'm so Kanye West is playing ball head games because he just told me he'd be there in five minutes, and I hit him back five hours later. He's still only five minutes away. Anytime people play with my time like that, it is vastly annoying. They are playing ball head games, and Kanye West has proven to be a ball head game savant over the course of his career. He has illustrated myriad ways to play ball head games from uh, his shenanigans on social media. Him running for president, I think, was a ball head game of the highest order. He wasted everybody's time at his rally in South Carolina uh, and everybody's money because, you know, some people probably donated. Anyway, Kanye West, ball head game Mount Rushmore as far as I'm concerned. Great Here's example. another example. All right, that, do we all agree? Does everybody agree Kanye West is a ball head game enthusiast and savant expert? Sure. 100%. 100%. All right. So I was watching Friday recently, great movie, and, you know, there are a couple antagonists in the movie, but I realized that there's one person who's, who gets done wrong that I don't think gets enough uh, credit. Smokey was given some drugs by Big Worm. Kids, don't use drugs. Smokey was given some drugs by Big Worm to sell and get his money back, but he smoked it all up. Him and Craig smoked everything up, and then Big Worm shows up and is like, listen, if you don't have my money, I'm going to kill you. And I'm going to kill you. Big Worm would probably say that Craig and Smokey were playing ball head games. I think that's that's a very clear cut example of playing ball head games. You're supposed to be making money together, but you smoked up the money. And then when I ask you for the money, you can't you not only can you not produce the money, you can't produce the thing you're supposed to make the money with ball head game. And it's illustrated when he's counting the money and he flips it over and keeps counting <laughs> it like he's trying to tell her he has more money than he has. That's a ball headed game oh, if I ever yeah. seen one. Oh yeah. my goodness. That is the highest level ball head game. But it's also uh, an illustration of black excellence because that is in the moment thinking. That is very quick thinking. That is a very quick attempt to deceive somebody whose entire goal is to, to make your life, to, to try to get their money from you, but you don't have it. I, I'm all for it. All right. Uh, so yeah, my ball head game enthusiast is going to be Kanye West. Think he's on Mount Rushmore especially in the black community, um, and in Friday. All right, who wants, to, who wants to go next? Who got some more examples? You know, so because I think bald head games are, were originated and are primarily played by bald head hoes, um, you know, I think a good example of a bald head game is <laughs> wanting me to buy McDonald's for your four kids that I didn't father. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a bald head game. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you wilding right now. You tripping and getting mad. Wait a minute! I didn't show up with four bags of McDonald's. Yeah, that's a ball head game. So wait, who's playing ball head games in that situation? The dude who didn't bring the food for the other kids, or the or the mother asking. Shanique was playing the ball head games for asking me to bring kids for four kids food for four kids that I didn't father. She playing ball head games. Okay. Did you know I, those kids I, were there? Because I might disagree with you. I look, might say that bringing food somewhere entirely. and not bringing enough for everybody is a ball headed game. I disagree. I, I, I completely agree <laughs> with you, Jabri. 100%. <laughs> Can I McDonald's. say that Corey's, ability to, that Corey's ability to make me want to cuss and love him simultaneously is a ball headed game in itself? You even bring it up this topic <laughs> on some ball head host stuff. But I love that. <laughs> it's a ball headed game within itself. The juxtaposition 
of all of it together is mwah, it's it's chef's kiss mm-hmm. you wrong <laughs> so you wrong. so wrong nah, nah. but and I, and I agree with Tahira you're playing ball head games right now yeah. actually <laughs> by taking the stance that you took yeah in this particular uh, no, I gotta tell. I gotta totally disagree with this. You asking me to bring food for the whole house for six, five, six? No, nah, that you, 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 no. But she didn't ask. He showed up with one. He showed up with one like like burger. Right. It's like, what? How you go? You know, it's other kids here. You didn't even bring her nothing. How you just gonna show up to my house with one with one meal for one person? Uh, I'm financially responsible for one person. That's why. I will say. Well, I will say that did launch a very entertaining week of. Of memes of parents shunning children, which I totally disagree with. But the black community's ability to display disrespect to other people's kids is extremely entertaining. By the way, Terry, you're gonna say something? Simply uh, Corey's ability, but also the most recent example is that daggone pink sauce, where she, the um, this TikTok chef, uh, comes up with this weird concoction of expensive like ingredients and nonsense. Every batch is completely different. Or the nutrition information is stuff that she completely made up. She made the number of servings an angel number because it just sounds good. She slapped a label <laughs> that said, "Okay, I'm just going to say whatever it wants on the on the nutrition information, and I'm going to put whatever I want in the bottle. Then I'm going to send cream-based products and not refrigerate them." The level of just unapologetic foolishness, I would say, is a ball-headed game, and it's hilarious to me. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm about disturbed. This? Like, I yeah, I haven't heard. About I this? didn't. Yeah, I apparently don't spend enough time on social media. I haven't heard about this. Yeah, TikTok chef comes out with a a bottle called Pink Sauce, like some weird condiment she's made up, selling it for twenty dollars a bottle of essentially her own homemade ketchup mix, like you know, to put on fried chicken and various foods. The ingredients have nothing to do with what is on the label. She doesn't refrigerate them. Several people have gotten food poisoning from this $20 bottle. Uh, of somebody bought this? Yes. <laughs> Thousands of people got the, sick. The, the, person who purchased this, the person who purchased this is at fault here. The people. She, she's well, genius. Well, this begs the question. You know all those people who are having very negative adverse reactions from these BBL, these homemade BBLs? Is everybody involved in this playing ball head games? What's a BBL? Brazilian butt Brazilian butt lift. Oh, you know, like the, the famously people like, you know, and, and I'm not trying to make light of this because some people have definitely passed away because of the doing some of this stuff. And but there are a lot of people trying these homemade ways of doing some of these things um, and buying into it. Like, I don't understand why. Pe- like, if you're going to like the, the altering of your body probably needs to happen in as professional capacity as possible if you're going to do some of these things. Um I would say that the humor is lost in that one. It's not like universally fun. It's a it's a scam. It's a travesty. But you can't. BBLs are funny when they look terrible. When you have a straight fix a flat booty, there can be jokes. But I don't know that it's fun enough to really qualify as a ball headed game. I don't know. Mm, okay, that's good. So I I like that. I like that. The I, we've gotten to a place where we have to be careful about what constitutes a ball head game, which I think speaks directly to the foolishness aspect of it is foolish but harmless but can't be life or death yeah. right got you well yeah. I, I don't i don't think it's always harmless it runs the gamut there could be some pretty serious ball head games i mean if you're watching the january 6 hearings there's lots of ball head games being played that were definitely uh, uh pretty serious and pretty harmful um but 
my example is I, so I believe there's a current king right now. There's nobody who can be who can touch this guy right now. Tristan Thompson. <laughs> Tristan Thompson is the ball head games king right now. He's got the crown. He's got the championship belt. Okay? Everybody knows who his girlfriend is. He's on several TV shows with her. Okay? Everyone knows this. She's even more famous than he is. He cheats in public and he is nearly seven feet tall. That's a ball head again. I agree. <laughs> everybody, everybody knows what he's doing. Every time he step out the house holding hands with some chick, that's that's a stone cold ball head game, y'all. Nobody's touching that. That's ball head AF. I'm going to make a very interesting reach that I think I can support. All right. Are the Kardashians literal ball head game export queen pins? Because think about it. You just named Tristan Thompson. I said Kanye West. I'm going to have to throw Ray J into the ball head game Hall of Fame. Ray J is absolutely, uh, he wakes up trying to play ball head games. When he when he went on there with his uh, bunny rays glasses and they broke it after he made a whole thing about not being able to break, that's a ball head game. And in his versus performance oh, with the baby on stage is like high level ball head gameness, right? But also one of the, I don't remember which one of the Jenners, which one of Kylie or, or, or Kendall did the commercial with the Pepsi that was supposed to solve racism. Yeah. I think solving racism with Pepsi might qualify as a ball head game. I would agree. I would agree. I I we might we might be onto something with the 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 Kardashians or ball head games exporters. Okay. All right. We have so I do I do have to circle back to Ray J here. I wasn't planning on doing this. I actually just added him when I started thinking about the Kardashians, but I do think Ray J might literally be one of the greatest ball head game players of all time. I mean I am one, I'm of the belief, and you all know this, that where Ray J shows up, entertainment and foolishness exists, but it makes all of our lives better because it's all more entertaining. Uh, I watch every show that Ray J is on. For instance, here's a ball head game from the show College Hill. I'm watching that. Ray J doesn't go to class and got mad because he got a C plus. He literally got upset because he got a C plus because part of the grade was for, for participation, and he didn't participate because he wasn't there. And then he got really upset that he got like a C when he really deserved an F for an incomplete. I feel like that's a ball head game when you upset that you didn't do your job, but somebody graded you accordingly. You got to know you're wrong, though. I'm not sure. You have to know that you're wrong to be playing a ball head game. That's part of my definition. So I'm not sure that Ray J just doesn't have an outsized sense of self that he thought he deserved something he didn't deserve as opposed to knowing good and well he was wrong. Hmm, That's interesting. Self-awareness is part of ball head games. I think so. Yeah, I would say that the rest of the class, like participating in the ball head game, either laughing in support. I feel like you can't, I feel like alone you're on that bull. You have to have buy-in from, it can be a small community or a larger community to officially be a game. You cannot play ball headed games alone. You have to have others to play with you. And he was alone in that one. Hmm. So you, Somebody has to acknowledge that a ball head game is being played in order for ball head games to be played. Exactly. It's a tree falling in the woods. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. I like that. You about to say something, Corey? No, no. I was just agreeing with uh with Tahira. I think you need uh you need two you need at least two participants to have a a ball head game. It's not a one man show. This is important work we're doing here. <laughs> I just want you all to know this. This is this is top shelf level because you just now now we have 
outline how many people are required in order to have ball head games being played. You can't just do it by yourself. Then you're just, I don't know what it is if you're just doing it by yourself. Then it's just sad. Um, you're just making mistakes. Right. Just an idiot. Just living foul. <laughs> There's a challenge right now on social media where people are slapping each other with tacos, I think, or, or tortillas or tortillas. something like that. Uh, tortillas, okay. Are these ball head games? Because this is a very odd thing to to turn into a challenge. Like we're all harming each other for the sake of laughs and seeing who's gonna spit out the like is is slapping people with tortillas ball head for for clicks, ball head games? Well, I so I disagree with something Tahira said earlier, and I think ball head games uh are are black uh games only. And slapping each other with tortillas seems like a very white thing to do. Uh which doesn't sound like a ball head game at all. I feel like there are any black we're participating. People... We are participating in slapping each other with... The uh, Rock and Kevin Hart are participating in this challenge, maybe as we speak. (laughs) There, I saw clips of them doing this as we speak, and they're both black. Yeah, Yeah, I think everybody plays ball-headed games. We're the only ones that call it ball-headed games. But everybody else plays ball head games. Like we are the originators of the term, and we use the term, and we proliferate the term. But everybody does it. Everybody does it. I mean, All Lives Matter is a ball head game, <laughs> right? You mentioned January sixth. So, yeah. You said it was a lot of ball head games mm-hmm. happening on January sixth. I mean, you could call that the ball head games, and I think you might be able to like to just like put a stamp on that one as the the literal top shelf ball head game. Uh, not of all time, because clearly this was, you know, derivative of of the Boston Tea Party, which I'm I'm assuming Britain thought was a ball head game, but um, <laughs> the colonialists probably didn't. There's a lot. There's a lot to work through there. But um, so what do other cultures call it? I mean, it's probably a hard question to ask since we're not other cultures right now. But uh, I feel like fool- just, they, they don't even say foolishness like, like we do. Nah, they don't, yeah, they don't say foolishness like we do. Uh, but I feel like. Other malarkey. Just, malarkey. That is a poppycock. I don't even know what those words mean. <laughs> uh, well, poppycock is in a dictionary. That poppycock is an old term, and I think that's probably this is poppycock. That could be indicative of a ball head game being played. Stunts, schemes, sure. Poppycock. Okay. Do we have any other examples? Does anybody have any other examples they would like to share of ball head games? Just generally misunderstanding stuff on purpose yeah. is a ball head game. Yeah, I would agree. Gaslighting, you mean? Yeah, yeah, gaslighting, yeah. Okay, gaslighting is ball head games. I like that. I think that the people who pack the lunches for the fire festival, like even more than the owner of the fire festival, the people who put the one piece of cheese and the tomato and the one piece of lettuce in the styrofoam container were the most of the the ball headedest <laughs> of ball heados ever. The people who actually packed the lunch and said, "Here you go." But wait a minute. They were trying to make lemonade out of lemons. They were literally trying their best to salvage. Now, perhaps you could argue that trying to salvage something that you already know is terrible is participating in a ball head game and you are as equally as fault as everybody else. Like, you should just quit. There's literally no win to be had here. Well, once you hand it to somebody and say, here's your lunch, <laughs> you are now engaged in a ball head game. Right. <laughs> Whether you were doing the best you could or not. Right. Once you hand me one slice of tomato. You know that this ain't lunch. <laughs> Right. And had folks get in line for it and hand it out. <laughs> like, 
feel like they're more ball heads. I mean, I about to say, I think everybody involved in the Fire Festival from the top all the way down was playing ball head games. I mean, the people who feel who felt fleeced, but also because of their status as influencers, felt like they were entitled to this experience were also playing ball head games because they were kind of putting themselves on a pedestal that got jacked from underneath them so you know the fire festival is a good one that is definitely an example of ball head games uh top shelf ball head games actually so i'm with you there is there any reason to stop playing ball head games no <laughs> like should we as a community perhaps try to ratchet back ball head games in the sake of of productivity and optimization of cultural excellence or are ball head games part of cultural excellence yeah i would say ball head games are a form of resistance in this capitalist society you need the comedic relief of a ball head game occasionally we don't surround ourselves with ball head game players but we need it in our lives you don't always need to be productive okay corey yeah, I agree. Uh, I think some level of foolishness is good. Like you need it to keep you balanced, you know, like uh, life without foolishness isn't life, you know. Bars. <laughs> yeah, we got to keep the, the ball head games in there, man. All right, Zari, what do you think? I mean, listen, I still think ball head games negative. If you tell me I'm playing ball headed games, you're going to hurt my feelings. So I think generally uh, a, a, a widespread cutback on ball head games just benefits everybody. I have come around on ball head games because I like the foolishness angle more than the negative angle. So I do enjoy a good ball head game myself. I try not to partake of them myself, but I enjoy seeing other people engage in ball head games that don't negatively impact my life. Yeah, recognizing them can be fun. Calling out yes. ball head games is a good time. Yeah, plus you but get to actually say ball playing head games. Them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, ball head games is a funny term. So if you yell out, yo, you playing ball head games, I mean, everybody's going to know what you're talking about. And it gets an absolute reaction from everybody because we all know and appreciate it, even if, you know, that's not why we showed up that day. All right. You can play ball head games, but sometimes you do have to pull back. Y'all know I struggle with timeliness. When I started really seeing myself with the Lauren Hill comments, I recognized that I needed to pull back on my own ball headed games. <laughs> which is why I happen to be on time for this discussion. There are levels to the ball-headed games that we play. Self-reflection is important <laughs> when playing these games. You know, I wasn't going to do it, but I'm glad you mentioned Lauren Hill, who might be the patron saint of ball-head games. I mean, she called out the Vatican. She uh, said she don't want to pay taxes because of the time-space continuum or something like that. Said time, say her lateness, really, she wasn't bound by, like, human constraints or something. Look, she really went for it, but most over various like time spans. You know what I'm saying? Like she's dedicated, uh, and I love Lauren Hill. You know, but uh, you know we got to call a spade a spade here. She's been dedicated to ball head games for quite some time now, and has proven that she is uh, quite adept. Lauren, I love you. All right, well, we're gonna take one last break here at Dear Culture. I think we've quite uh, effectively given some examples and described what ball head games are. Uh, if you didn't know, if you don't know, now you know you can walk away with a good idea of ball head games and see how you are, if you are participating and playing them. Uh, that's why we have a panel of black experts here. That's that's what we do. So we'll be right back on Dear Culture with some black fashions and some black recommendations. And we might have a ball head game on display because one of these people might not have a black fashion, which would be a ball head game right here on Dear Culture. <laughs> Stay tuned. Don't forget. 
you can listen to the Griot's Writing Black podcast hosted by me, Maisha Kai. This isn't your typical writing podcast. We interview any and everybody that has anything to do with writing, from comics to poets to authors to journalists to politicians and more. Remember, that's Writing Black every Sunday right here on the Griot's Black Podcast Network. Download the Griot's app to listen to Writing Black wherever you are. All right, we're back here on Dear Culture with two of my favorite segments here where we get to describe both why black people are not monolithic. It's one of our favorite sayings in the black community and the culture here at Dear Culture. We prove it weekly. So we give everybody an opportunity to come up with a black fashion and, and illustrate just how non-monolithic we can be. So everybody, I've asked everybody to show up with a black fashion. Perhaps everybody has one. Perhaps we will see a ball head game in action. I don't know. We will find out in real time. So we're going to start with you, Tahira. Do you have a black fashion for us? I enjoy the uh, white singer-songwriters of the 70s. Um, I get in my emo state right now is all of the sing-songy Carly Simon, Simon and Garfunkel, really, really white um, songwriters. And I have a black-ass good time at home in my room and don't let anyone know what I'm listening to. Interesting black fashion. I will blast that stuff in my car in Southeast DC, very loud. Uh, especially Bobby Caldwell, who I'm always amazed that people find out who are still discovering that he is actually white and not black. Um, but, okay. Got a black fashion there. Corey, you got a black fashion? Uh, yep, I sure do. Uh, so my black fashion is that I hate hot sauce. I think it's disgusting and it's uh, one of the worst condiments ever created. I don't know why anybody chooses to put that on anything. I, I don't eat it. Uh, I, I think it's disgusting. Like as a as a genre, you hate hot sauce? I hate hot sauce. Yeah. I, th I, I think it's bad. Bad stuff, man. I put That's anything. That's curious because you're from Louisiana. Yeah. Where hot sauce is just part of like, I just assume they give you all that on the way out the hospital when you're babies. But like for some people act like that. I've seen people put hot sauce on eggs, man. Put hot sauce on anything. Uh, but I, I, define, I find hot sauce is just disgusting and I, I don't eat it. Do you use anything in place of hot sauce where hot sauce might typically go? Yeah. So, so like, like um, I, I love fried catfish. That's like one of my favorite foods. Like people frequently put hot sauce on that. I don't, I'm going to use tartar sauce on that. I mean, uh, whatever, like I probably would find whatever other things people put hot sauce on, like I'd find like a replacement sauce, but just not hot sauce. I just think it, 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 it doesn't taste good. Do you like spicy food? Um, somewhat, not like overly spicy, not like where I got to be taking a sip of water after every bite, but I, I like a little spice. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. I learned something. I had no, I did not see that one coming. Uh, all right. That is a black fashion. All right. Jabri, do we have a black fashion? I do even know I was told <laughs> by yourself, Panama, that I didn't have to worry about a black fashion. That's you a told me offline game. that I didn't uh, have to worry about it. And then you called me out on the show. But, um, you know, I think that my black fashion, um, we touched on it on the Informed Homies podcast, uh, my love for Cobra Kai. And, uh, you know, the television character I see myself the most in right now is Johnny on Cobra Kai. That's my guy. I feel like his journey mirrors my journey interesting do tell i just feel like you know being when you're younger being not quite who you intend to be and then you know coming to see see your flaws and 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 work on them and change them and and like 
be a better person to the people in your life, you know, I feel like I, I can get with that. Like, for example, I'm wearing the WNBA hoodie right now. Um, I had a daughter, so then I started respecting women more. Now, that's a joke. But uh, <laughs> I'm about to say that's a black fashion. <laughs> I there you go. Good one, right? <laughs> but um, but yeah, man, just the journey that Johnny's on, I I can really appreciate that. That's my black fashion. Hey, I got a quick okay. question. Can can your black can your black fashion like get your black card removed? Because Jabri and Tahira came up with some questionable black fashions, uh, which I think she put their black like card. Not like a hot sauce right. is the worst one, right, uh, yeah. bro? <laughs> listen to old white seventies music. Listen to old white seventies music and watching Cobra Kai is pretty unblack. I feel like, but I do both of those. <laughs> right. Like, like actively. I and I, I like Cobra Kai. That show is awesome. I don't know how you can watch it and not like Cobra Kai. It's hilarious. It's great. And I mean, who doesn't like like Holland Oats? Who doesn't like? Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Like, who doesn't like that? I mean, stuff? I like other stuff too. Don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was just a question. I was just asking. I see. I mean, you pulled out the hot sauce thing. That's just surprising, if anything. I mean, that, that one just kind of caught me off guard just for so many reasons. But, you know. But I, I appreciate you all sharing these black fashions. And I think you're right, Jabri. I think I accuse you of playing a ball head game, but maybe I'm the one that played the ball head game. And then and then I, I might have doubled it. I might have played two ball head games. I accuse you of playing one, which might be a ball head game. Even though I'm the one who did, I think I might have landed the double ball head game. Uh, I think that's quite, I, I'm going to give myself an award for that. I'm, I, that's black excellence right there. Um, but we like to end the show on a high note while giving everybody an opportunity to uh, recommend something for buying about black culture, a black recommendation. So everybody can just share something that they're interested in listening to, that they like, whatever. Some some way that we can pay it forward and and introduce other people to new potential to things that are potentially not up on that are black in nature. Uh, does everybody? Does anybody have a black recommendation they want to start with? No, I got one. Um, I just finished watching season two of The Upshaws on Netflix, uh, starring Mike Epps and Kim Fields. It's a, a comedy about a guy who owns a um, auto mechanic shop and him and his family. I, I found it pretty entertaining. It's it's pretty funny. It's a comedy. Um, I'm recommending that to all black folks. That's my. Uh, it is very movie. black. Yes, it's very it's very black show. Very I mean, black can show. Can I throw on a black fashion that I hate that show, and I'm very surprised that it, that they're still doing episodes. That you that wa- you watching Cobra Kai, but you, you you watching Cobra Kai, but you don't watch the Upshaw. See, that's what I'm saying. We might yeah, have no. I watched it. it. I watched it. Come for the culture. He just stopped. I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I watched it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jabri, do you have a, a black recommendation? Uh, yeah, sure. I want everybody to be ready for uh, the upcoming and final season of Queen Sugar. I want you to follow us. On, on, on a bourbon and border loans, catch up before the before the season. All right, uh, so that's my black recommendation: bourbon and border loans on the Black Tasted Podcast Network and Queen Sugar on OWN. Yeah, and bourbon and border loans is a podcast. It's a podcast that he's talking about. All right, to hear, do you have a, a black recommendation? I didn't, but I went and looked on my phone real quick just so I could have something to participate, which is some ball head shenanigans in itself. <laughs> um, two things. I have friends doing um, 
local exhibits in museums and summertime, you know, even if you're not a museum person and, you know, you only kind of want to be seen at the premieres, summertime is a great time to check out your local galleries and support black artists. There's several in the National Gallery of Art, um, local galleries, you know, highlighting black artists. So check that out. But on a national scale, Rap Shit is now streaming on HBO Max and Issa Rae is back, love her to pieces. Uh, some of the writers are comedians that we all know and love, so we definitely wanna support you know, black productions where people are actually taking their time to write. It's not a reality show. Um, they're putting time and quality into the work, so we wanna you know, highlight those things. Yeah, I started watching that show already, I love it. I highly entertained uh, already on that show, so I'm with you completely. Um, all right, thank you for those black recommendations. Uh, where can we find, where can we find you all? If you want to be found, that is, you know, where can we find uh, you online? If you want to be found, to hear. Um, yeah, you probably are not going to find me. The only place you would you would actually see me is on the Power Podcast, also with you. That actually came out nicely, and we're there. It's good stuff. If you haven't heard it, check it out. I'm good. You can find me on Instagram, C. Wilson, the great, T-H-A for the the, because that's how I do it. Um, or you can find me on Facebook, Corey Wilson, but usually on Instagram, C. Wilson, the great. Yeah, we already started plugging the podcast, the Black Tacit Podcast Network, uh, Bourbon and Borderlands, Follows Queen Sugar, the Ill-Informed Homies Podcast, where we kind of talk like this. We talk about black culture. We talk about uh, current events and uh, things in the media uh, affecting the black community. Um, and you can find that everywhere you listen to podcasts all right well look i want to thank you all for joining me for this conversation about ball head games this was a lot of fun this was highly entertaining uh a few ball head games were played during the making of this podcast but i guess that's to be expected when this many people black people are gathered in one place at one time uh if you like what you heard make sure you download the griots app so you can get all the original content of the griot black podcast network and all the editorial written content of the griot Email all questions, suggestions, uh, email scams, money. Uh, all, please fulfill my cash app requests at podcast at thereal.com. <laughs> Dear Culture is an original podcast of the Real Black Podcast Network. Uh, the, it's produced by Camille Cruz and edited by Cameron Blackwell. The logistic associate producer is Taji Sr. And Regina Griffin is our managing editor of podcasts. I'm, I'm Panama Jackson. Thank you for listening. Stay black.